Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we're your High Priestess for this evening. Tonight we have our special guest. She is back with all of her astro goodness. We have astro witch Taddy McCoy. Yay! Hello. Welcome back, Taddy. We missed you last I, month. You know, I missed you guys too. And as much as astrologers have these ways to see the planets... We still have lives, and we still have parents. That and things, and shit happens. Shit happens. Parents who don't live in the city that you live in, and all you, that good stuff. You see all the shit going on with the planets, but it doesn't mean that they don't fuck you up too. You know. Well, that, we have fair. we have to share our Strega drink because that's our tradition. I missed this last month. <laughs> yes, you did, and Ricky gets one too. Here's to February. February. Cheers, everyone. every 30, 32 years, and Saturn and Pluto together, it, it's heavy. Yeah, I would think. It's mm-hmm. heavy. It's a lot of, it's a lot of change. Um, and, you know, and sadly, there is a, there is a death element to Pluto, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of communities have had to deal, and a lot of families have had to deal with um, losses, mm-hmm. and so for all of you that have some serious uh, love and sorrow to any loss that anybody's dealing with. Yes, there's definitely been a lot this month, a lot in January, and so yeah, like all of my love and condolences to everyone, because I feel like either you had like a really messed up time, or you were, all of your loved ones were having that messed up time, you know? And I remember discussing that in December, because if if each individual wasn't necessarily dealing with that, it's called a transit, wasn't dealing with that transit, people around them would be which then you would have to have that experience and, and be part of that. It, it's just, it, it's Absolutely. kind of all-encompassing. Right. I have a random question that I would like you two to weigh in on. So, okay, so we know that, like, the Roman deities are named after the planets, or the planets are named after the deities. I don't know. They're, they have the same names. Correct. Okay? So do you think that, that um, like, if your patron is Jupiter, when Jupiter, the planet, starts doing, like, a bunch of wacky shit, do you think that affects you since that's your patron? Like, would you consider the planet the same as same as the deity or to have that same, like, energy so when, like, Jupiter's retrograde or something? Is that going to, like, fuck with people that work really closely with Zeus? Well, I think that if you look at the planets, um, you know, like a lot of witches do, that these planets have spirits. So the planet... Jupiter, the spirit of Jupiter and that Zeus energy, somebody who works with that is going to feel that. But I, I think people who work specifically with deities because of that relationship and because there's more offerings yes. and there's more life bringing to that deity, 
it tends to ease maybe some of the discord that can happen. Yeah, because I remember this was whenever we had our last Venus retrograde. I think that was like a year or two ago. Um, and that one fucked me up, and I don't even know how it did. I just like I was depressed. I was lethargic. I just was not. I just I had no spoons. There was not one fuck for me to find to give to anybody. And one of my friends was like, well, of course that makes sense. Your mom is retrograde. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. I work so closely and I have such a close magical relationship with Venus Aphrodite that when the planet Venus went retrograde, that really did affect me. So I was just wondering if that's something that anyone else has ever experienced or if that was something. I mean, the reason, I mean, yes. I mean, you had that experience, so it happened. And that's true. and I know, I, I, you know, Mercury isn't necessarily my patron but astrologically mercury is my ruler you know i have i have so many planets that are ruled by mercury and i have a lot in the third house which is communication so anytime there's a mercury retrograde even though mercury is not my my not my patron astrologically I always, anytime there's a Mercury retrograde, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to get ahead of that, that <laughs> yeah. game that yeah. we all play. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there is absolutely some merit to it, but I think that the point of being witches and the way that we work with the planets is to, you know, work on that relationship before the next Venus retrograde. Work on an offering. Work on some sort of just throw sink. roses at her yeah, while some, crying. Be like, hey, please Venus, be nice. Please be nice to me. <laughs> take my money. Take my diamonds. You know, yeah. trying to do something ahead of the curve can only can only help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and true. also just you know, for people out there, definitely know know your chart and know where these occurrences are happening. Know which house. Like for example, maybe that one was in your fourth house, which is your house your home yeah. so maybe that's why you were a little more homebound and yeah. moved up at home you, just little things like that that you can do ahead of the curve and if you guys don't know your chart and need to like find out what the planets are doing so that you can blame them for all of your poor life choices you email taddy at taddy at gmail.com and she will figure it all out and then you can figure out when to blame mercury for all of your shit mm-hmm. and then taddy will also remind you how to use the planets so that you're not a victim to them that's true and that's probably the better way to do it it's the harder way but it's probably gonna help us adults a little bit better so taddy mccoy at gmail.com just saying mm-hmm. just saying and with that, take it away, Taddy. What is, what is February doing for us? All right, so as we've already kind of spent time on, January was difficult. It was a, it was a rough transition into a new year. Well, into the, you know, our calendar new year right. yeah. going into 2020. Um, there was a lot of energy going on, a lot of weight in January. And when we look at February, there's actually not a lot of planetary... Uh, events happening in February. There's a little more room to relax, and there's also room to heal based on what happened in January. So when we go into Feb, when we go into February, we we gotta we gotta are immediately we're into that first quarter of the moon, and then on the second we've got the we've got the in bulk holiday. Now there is something going on in February which we've discussed. We do have a Mercury retrograde this month. (laughs) And the shadow, which I think is really funny, the shadow 
you know, when you look at a Mercury retrograde, there's a day that the Mercury actually goes retrograde, and the planet Mercury is at a certain degree. Now, a few weeks before that, Mercury hits the same degree that the planet retrogrades at, and that's why it's called a shadow period. Hmm. So on the second, which is in bulk, which is in, you know, the United States, Groundhog Day, right? which is the groundhog looking at the shadow, Mercury goes, <laughs> goes into its shadow on that day. Don't mean to interrupt, but so we we did an in bulk episode where Monica actually talked about the groundhog and I, I still don't get name. how the fuck it's supposed like you look put at to it, candy. Like, you to like so, so, so no put to candy. Oh heaven's sister knows how to say it. Put to candy, I think she said. I don't know. I don't remember. I we were at a brewery, I was drinking, <laughs> I just remember that she knew how to say it and she I was goes, like, Monica, what's wrong with you? You're from back east. How come you don't know? And I said, I've heard it a million times with a can looking at that word. It looks like fucking I murdered it or something, dude. I like, murdered it's it. It's so weird. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so um Coven sister, I know you're listening to this. Can you send us a voice message so that we can like play it or something so that everyone knows? Because I know I'm never gonna say it, right? Yeah. I still think it's silly because like seriously, is that who's talking to the groundhogs to know if it's it's fucking shadow? Where's their animal communicator? Anyway, okay. Rant over. That's, rant over. Well well <laughs> I let's just it'll be interesting to see if Flixawana Slasala, however you say it, <laughs> if he sees his shadow on the shadow day of Mercury. Yeah, that would be. It. He's going to be like, oh, I see his shadow. I'm going to go fuck some go, I'm going back. Up. I'm going back down, and the dark time is going to last longer. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like, even though I said there's going to be more room and more space and it, not as much planetary activity because of that retrograde, I have a feeling that our winter will kind of. Well, it'll be one of those longer, long, oh, it'll be a longer um, dark time this year. And so it goes into the shadow on February 2nd. Correct. And then when does it go full-blown retrograde? On February 16th. Okay. Um, I have the, I can, let's just go up there since I have all those dates. Basically, Mercury goes in the shadow on the 2nd at 1242 a.m. And that's 28 degrees Aquarius on February 16th, Mercury goes retrograde at 4.54 p.m. at 12 degrees Pisces. Mercury will then go direct on March 9th at 8.49 p.m. And that's where it hits that 28 Aquarius that happened on February 2nd. It's when it stops retrograding. And it'll be out of the shadow on March 30th. Um, I had a little discord with my time here. I think it's at 7.37 p.m. And that's when it's back to 12 Pisces. Now, these numbers are important. Again, if you know your chart, you, you look at the degrees and you see anywhere from 28 Aquarius to 12 Pisces, that's going to be a hot spot. Now, if you have anything at 28 degrees in the fixed signs of Leo, you know, Taurus, or we were at Aquarius, or um, the other one, then... Those are, it's kind of another hot spot. And anything that's mutable at 12, up into 12 degrees, like those are the, those are kind of the areas that are going to be the most hit by okay. the retrograde. So if you're, you know, hanging out nowhere near that, if you're like all cardinal signs, you might kind of have a break on this Mercury retrograde. It's kind of how that works. You know what? And I never, I have, I have no idea where my degrees of anything is. I have, 
you and my friend Jarrell, you guys are like my resident astro witches here. And like I was just talking to Jarrell because my intuition has been weirdly specific and sharp, which is awesome. I love it. Keep it up, guys. You're doing a fucking great job. But I was telling him, he's like, oh, it's because Scorpio entered the blah, blah, blah house. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, so what does that mean? He's like, well, it means something, something, blah, weird astrology terms that I don't know. And then he's like, basically, it's just like wherever that is for you, like you're psychic as fuck. He's like, your Scorpio is your moon. So like, that's why I'm like, oh. Right. So I, I love how you two actually, I think, know my chart better than I do. Well, the, the <laughs> point of the astrologer is to make the language relatable. I mean, you don't need to remember every single thing. If you want to, that's great. But if, you know, learning these, me, me as, as Taddy on this show is just pointing out, like, the fixed signs at that degree, right. uh, which are the, all the fixed signs are, like, Leo and Taurus and Aquarius and Scorpio. So if you have a 28 degree of fixed, that's going to be a, a spot where the Mercury retrograde is going to hit. And then anybody else is going to be like dancing and not having to worry about anything. <laughs> that's not necessarily true, but you, it's, you, easier. it's easier because that's that, that maybe helps people understand that just because Mercury is in retrograde doesn't mean every single human being on the planet is going to be hit by the energy of Mercury retrograding. Yeah, and I've noticed, like, with some people that I know, like, it just, it might suck for them, but it doesn't suck as bad as it does for, like, other people, you know? So I've kind of seen things like that. Um, let's talk about Mercury retrograde real quick, because, first off, I feel like we have to give Mercury a little bit of love, like, throughout the rest of the year, not just when he's in retrograde, because I feel like he gets a really bad reputation. Um, which, I mean, Mercury retrograde does suck, but let's talk a little bit about what it is, what we can kind of expect from retrogrades, but also how maybe we can work this retrograde in our favor a little bit, because I think I've accidentally started to do that. So, Mercury is the planet of communication. Bottom yes. line. Mercury is the planet of making plans. Mercury is the planet of signing documents. Mercury is the, pla is the planet of information exchange so we always want to love that because that's something that's very mundane people have to sign documents all the time if you're buying a house if you're getting married if you're getting divorced if you're at work and you're signing paperwork if you're getting a new job even you know when you're at your doctor do you understand this yes i understand this there's their information exchange is extremely important in the mundane mm -hmm. okay and so mercury retrograde gets a bad rap because sometimes things go askew you know the planet mercury is not uh what's he's not like turned evil during this time <laughs> period and mercury is not literally going backwards it's it's an illusion you know the ancients didn't have the science that we have what happens is is when you look up at the sky because of astronomy and because of shadowing, which again, we're talking about shadows, it appears that Mercury is moving backwards. He's not literally moving backwards. That's, yeah. That would be the that would be the end of the, of the cosmos. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We are not talking about that. It's an appearance from, I forget if the word is helioscopic. It's, it's from Earth. If you're standing on Earth, you're looking up in the sky, it looks like Mercury's moving backwards because of the elliptic and orbits and all that jazz. 
which we're going to talk more about this about we're going to talk about super moons because there's a super moon later this month it's just the way it looks and that's why just to reiterate mercury is not evil the, the point of a mercury retrograde and why it's actually really helpful is it's kind of like with a lot that we talk about with the void of course this is a time to use the rewords we're going to revisit we're going to rest we're going to reinvent we're going to reinvigorate we're going to replan if you've been working on a project restart it don't start a new project that you've never done before during a mercury retrograde but if you've been working on you know let's say that you've been working on an art project that got put in the back corner this is the perfect time to redo it it's all about slowing down and I think it's I think mercury retrogrades especially when we when we differentiate between mundane and spiritual time in the mundane we are always hyperactive we're moving too fast especially those of us that live in Los Angeles we're sitting in traffic we're driving we're go 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 we're trying to overcompensate we're trying to do too much instead of trying to do too much stopping revamping and stopping and breathing like even working on your breath and just slowing down that is a way that mercury retrograde can actually really help you yeah like don't don't be an overachiever the once february 16th comes not everybody needs to be an over you don't need the straight a's you don't need straight A's, to be on the debate team, be a cheerleader, be this, be this, be, do, 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 do. You can rest. You can mm-hmm. sit. I like it. I, so I got married during a Mercury retrograde. So I literally did everything you're not supposed to do. I traveled. I made very important decisions with my life. I signed contracts. I did all those things. And the reason why, like, you're not supposed to do is because sometimes the things go sideways and you have to revisit stuff. And so I got married out of state, and so I realized, like, after it was way too late when all the plans were done, I'm like, oh, shit, like, how is this? And I kind of panicked for a minute, so I'm like, I don't want to revisit my marriage. I want to just keep this one. What do, how do I fix this? And so I was just like, well, you, you do things during a retrograde, like, you tend to repeat them, so I am traveling, so I am going to repeat this. And I actually, we got married in New Orleans. I have been back three other times since, so I definitely repeated that. And I always end up traveling during Mercury retrograde. Now, I was even like, oh, cool, like, planned my birthday trip. Everything's all good. Mercury goes into retrograde the day before I come back home. Like, so I'm, I'm always traveling. See, and that's exactly right. What are you going to do? Never travel around your birthday? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, why, why would you, you don't want to let the planets own you. You want to know what's going on with the, cos- like the cosmic weather map and figure out how to work it. Everybody can travel during a Mercury retrograde. Yeah. And going home during a Mercury retrograde, that's yeah. a revisiting. All, exactly. All of this. And so it's just when you find yourself doing stuff during a Mercury retrograde that you like, I just think that you should do it consciously and just be like, hey, I'm doing this on purpose so that I do it again. So go, go out to a nice dinner, buy yourself that piece of jewelry you want, go travel, do something, and just like, you know, I mean, do your little Mercury retrograde candles or whatever you want to do. So kind of help just take the edge off, but just do it with that intention that you will, you will like revisit this. You will do it again. You know, and the other thing is, is while Mercury is in retrograde, if like a stereotypical Mercury retrograde happens, like you get stuck in traffic, you miss an appointment, 
you're supposed to meet somebody, they show up on the different day than you did. Like, don't get mad. Like, don't, yeah. don't fight, don't fight. Oh, I cannot believe this happened. I'm fucked. That's actually the last thing you want to do. Like, laugh it off. Hey, this is what happened. Let's try it. will be another excuse to meet that same friend. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's true. That's a really good way to put it. Shapeshift. Shapeshift your attitude and your mood. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Hmm. Can you, what, how would you, like, give, give a tip for that, like, for people listening? You know, it's a little hard to do that, but it's all about mind over matter. You really have to take that bad mood and, and decide whether you want to, that's how you want to live your day. Or do you want to shapeshift it and have a great day and just change that thought process? It's just changing the thought process. And it's possible because I did it. And I, I didn't think I could way back when I did do it. And it worked amazing. So you just have to change the way you're thinking. Like if you're really in a shitty mood, just sit down, take a deep breath and say, okay, do I want, like you said, do you want this to dominate me or am I going to, am I going to control it? So it's all about mind over matter. One thing that I notice a lot of too, I really like that it's easier said than done. It's yes, hard, yeah, it takes practice. No kid, no I, kidding. I think that that's actually good though that it's hard because that it means that everyone's gonna have to apply themselves to do it. Yeah. You know, and it definitely takes that practice. So that's, you know, we get a lot of messages from people always saying like, "Hey, I'm new to the craft. How do I start? How do I practice witchcraft?" Like that's that's fucking practicing it right there. Master your your thoughts and your emotions. That's a really big one. Absolutely. I mean, my my trick is it you know if i'm like let's say i've had a really intense phone call due to a due to a life situation that's hard and i'm sad and i'm crying or i'm angry i go outside and i walk around the block there you go mm-hmm. change the, the change i the literally scenery. just change the scenery yeah and then i come in and i'm like oh i can breathe easier now i've wiped my tears and it's it's it, it's hard it is really hard sometimes but even just going outside from being inside where you've had that conversation is like the first step mm-hmm. and you know scientifically proven that uh, taking a walk in the woods or in the forest when you're hyper when the kids are hyper uh, calms it brings a sense of calm and peace and which is so true it's very true it's scientifically proven so go hug a tree I mean, yeah. it's not the answer is it I've discovered liquid melatonin. Yeah. Do they have melatonin chocolates? Ooh. I think that they're from like Trader Joe's. I only know this because I was pet sitting once and I found a box on the floor and the fucking dog was like, did you know I can jump eight feet in the air and nothing is safe for me? <laughs> and then she went to sleep. So there's that. Um, okay. <laughs> back on the Mercury retro right. thing real quick. Well, her mom is a witch, so I kind of hope that she hears her. She's like, hey, my dog got a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, back on the Mercury retrograde thing, though, just, like, my only other thing is, like, and, okay, I, I do it, too. I blame Mercury for everything because I have that excuse, and why not? But that's really not good to do, and everyone was like, fucking Mercury, blah, blah, I talk it all this mad shit to Mercury. It's like, do you think that's going to help you? He's already perioding Here, everywhere. Like, so stop it. Here's the here's the logistics. Mercury is the planet that moves the fastest around the sun because it's the closest to the sun. So Mercury has the most retrogrades? Yes. Ah. Mercury has the most retrogrades because it's closest to the su- he is closest to the sun. Mm-hmm. And you hear about it all the time because it happens three times a year. But newsflash, all the planets go retrograde because mm-hmm. it's called science. It's called from Earth. It's that orbit and 
the way that things appear from us. Venus yeah. will go retrograde. Mars will go retrograde. Jupiter will go retrograde. Saturn. Yeah. I will keep going. All of them go retrograde. It's just that, like, Pluto's retrograde will happen once a year, but it will last for, like, six months. Yeah. Why yeah. aren't people bad-mouthing Pluto? There's different reasons to do that. Yeah, that's a different story. That's a different story. I'm just saying that Mercury retrograde gets the most discussed. Yeah. Yes, it does. Absolutely. And so don't don't give it power. You right. can you can still you know if you have to travel if you have to sign if you if you have to sign a document, you know do it. Just there there's ways to do it, and I think using the the re resting revisiting revamping all those re words are your friends and don't be an overachiever after February 16th even before because it's in the shadow the whole the whole month take it I'm easy I'm just gonna be drinking for my birthday basically the whole month because I take more than just a day I'm just good you month. should yeah fuck it the whole month is my birthday when what's your birthday February yeah right. <laughs> yes. that's it that's great all right so let's get in so um pretty quick on the third of February the planet we've been discussing, Mercury goes into Pisces. Now, when we think of Mercury and Pisces, we think of poetry. We think of music. We think of art. Information for Pisces is art-based. It's, it's not regular words. People who have their Mercury in Pisces are artists and poets. And bless them, we all need them. So the energy of Mercury this month is going to be in a more artistic way than if Mercury was in Gemini, where it's word-based. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about. All right. Uh, pretty quick also, we've got Venus going into Aries. Now, Venus is the planet of love, and Aries is the sign of Mars, so it it's actually not a comfortable spot for Aries. But what's Wasn't married, right? No, she cheated on her husband with Mars. That's what it was. Whoa. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I knew that one. I just know that Venus in Aries is not comfortable. However, something that's really beautiful about Venus in Aries is that person person who has a Venus in Aries is very sure of themselves and you know some people are pushovers in love mm-hmm. they'll let anybody do whatever they want if you have your Venus in Aries you're gonna know what you want and you're gonna go for it and that's actually really uh, enticing and wonderful I like that. Um, we have the full moon on the 8th the full moon happens at 1133 that night so any witches out there working on a full moon you got a Saturday um, the next day, the moon is actually void, of course. And for new listeners, when the moon is void, of course, this is it's similar to a Mercury retrograde. The, the moon, it, this is a good time to work on spiritual matters, to meditate. It's not a good time to be uh, hustle and bustle and shopping. And it's not a good time to be making plans. It's a good time to rest. So I kind of envision that September, or excuse me, February 9th is like a ritual hangover day. Until about 3.40 that day. You know, take it easy that day. Um, I like that. It's a ritual hangover. All the witches out there working on the 8th are going to have a ritual hangover. Because it'll be a full moon. Mm -hmm. You know, ritual hangovers 
what a ritual hangover for people who want to know is when you kind of go to the other world during a ritual space and you come back to regular time, it's, it's a little tiring. You're yeah. a little out of it. It's for exhausting. It's exhausting. It's a good time for some home-cooked meal. That's a good home-cooked meal day. Make, stay in your pajamas. Stay in your pajamas and make some like meatloaf or make some, some veggie like omelet or something yeah. you know I'm all like, about all you know what and I think like the, the cool thing like the one cool thing about ritual hangovers is that because I don't know about you I'd actually like to get input from both of you guys um, I've been to some really marvelous public rituals and I, I go to like you know share the space community you know all that jazz I can't say that I I always feel the impact of the rituals I think it's very rare that I think I, I manifest something in my day to day in a public ritual um but and sometimes I even have a hard time feeling like like did I did I match anything was was I witchcrafting and then like for instance at like the 2019 Samhain I was one of the callers I was calling the the names of the dead and I, I was trying to be very present for that you know and so that was like something to focus on and trying to yell over the whole crowd but I, I wasn't sure I'm like did I witchcraft and then the next morning I woke up with the worst ritual hangover I'm like oh yeah I witchcrafted real hard yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever like feel that way where like you kind of question like public rituals? Not like question them, but like how much you're getting up or how much are you really participating or something? And then you get that ritual hangover the next day. You're like, oh, I guess I was. Yeah. Yeah, I did many times. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I, you know, even if I'm if I'm questioning it, I'll always find after a ritual. Why is it three in the morning and I'm still awake? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you, yeah, you're pumped up. You think you know it? It kind of. It happens even if you're, you know, if you're working on a public ritual and you're kind of focused on the people around you. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's For true. sure. For it's sure. Um, okay, so something that I wanted to talk about, there's a couple days um, before we move to the latter half of the month. There's some, there's some, some things happening. Um, now the planet, or excuse me, the asteroid Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron is an asteroid, so it's not a planet, but it's, I, I believe it's the biggest asteroid um, out there, and it's very significant astrologically. It is the wounded healer. Um, Chiron in your chart will show you a spot that you have wounds. Now, the, the thing about Chiron is it brings up these wounds, and the point is to work on your wounds, to go deep. Which is, this is a good month to do that because we're discussing, this is a good time to rest. This is a good time not to be an overachiever. It's a good time to be internal, which is, you know, if we have, what's probably going to happen this longer winter, you know, we're in the mound, so it's time to be internal. And, you know, I think what happened in January that we all discussed that it was hard, a lot of people had losses and a lot of people had really intense things happen and some of this is traumatic and some of this is wounding. Chiron is that wound but Chiron is also healing that wound and teaching out to others what you have healed within yourself or what you've learned about these wounds and there's a couple days where we have some aspects between the moon and Chiron and Venus and Chiron, which means emotions and wounds, love and wounds. And what happened in January that it was kind of intense. 
so it would seem to me that there there is some energy set for people to really work on healing trauma and I ask people out there like if you've experienced trauma or if you've experienced some hardship in the past you know in January or you know it doesn't have to be January obviously um, there is some time for you it's not easy to heal wounds it's not easy to look at trauma but it's important because if you don't do it it's gonna fester and you're gonna stay stuck in it mm -hmm. so I, I encourage people find ways that your emotions and your love can be healed in your wounds yeah and that's that's what I would like to to put out there to everybody did, did you want to say anything about that yeah so I mean when we, when we talk about healing wounds I'm, I wish it was something that was actually easy I wish it was something where you could go to therapy and talk it out once and feel good um, or go to your healer and have them wave a magic wand at you and you just feel nice and saucy afterwards but that's just not the way it is and it it takes a lot of self-discipline because you have to keep at it and it's hard and like I was just talking to um, a healer that I know that does ancestral trauma healings and I, I wanted to like go and book a session with her and I had to ask myself I'm like do I have the availability for this right now not like meaning time or money but like do I have whatever a couple days or like recoup that I need afterwards to deal with whatever that may be because that's kind of what healing is about but one thing that we need to kind of I think remind ourselves about is the power of forgiveness and how fucking hard it is to forgive people mm -hmm. to forgive them if they're alive if they're dead it doesn't matter because you can forgive them just as easily you can forgive them nonetheless and it's it's really difficult but I think there's a Buddhist proverb um, that says like holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die and the first time I read that it just like really like like it, it like hit me. I'm like that. That's exactly what it is. Like you're angry. Like this person may not know it. Either way, it doesn't affect them. Like you're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. Like because it's something that they did to you in the past. Like no. And so forgiveness isn't for the other person. So I always hear people. Well, I can't forgive them. No, you can. It's just really, really hard. And you have to remember, you're not forgiving them for for them. You're forgiving them for you. And whenever I'm in my healing, something that I have my clients recite is. I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you. Because I really think that's this like all-encompassing thing because even if we're like talking about someone that's been really horrible and caused a lot of trauma in our lives, at some point in time, we wanted them there. At some point in time, they were there for a good reason. Even in the shitty parts, they've taught us something. They've, they have not defined who we are, but they've helped shape us by helping like provide lessons that we needed. And for that, we need to tell them like thank you and kind of acknowledge where they came from. And this, this thing that I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, it, it's not my thing. I did not come up with it. I can't remember who taught it to me, but it's actually a Hawaiian healing practice. And this can be one of those words that we can't fucking say because I'm the world's worst Hawaiian. Um, ho, o, po, no, po, no. Po, o, po, no, o, no. You got it. <laughs> I you, almost you got it. Because, okay, so like, I learned, so it's H-O apostrophe. So the apostrophe means that you have to, like, break up the word. So it's not Hawaii, it's Hawaii. Like, you have to, like, have that space. So it's Ho-o-po-no-pono. Ho-o-po-no-pono, I think. Po you got it. All right, well, if there's any other Hawaiians out there, like, I, already, I always tell everyone I'm a fake Hawaiian. I may be Hawaiian by lineage, but 
you know, I don't eat pork and or if, spam, so I'm a really bad one. If there's the Hawaiians out there who, like, it wasn't pronounced correctly, sorry. Yeah. We're, we're, we're at we're least trying. we're bringing awareness to something. Yeah. I got in trouble one time when I tried to speak Welsh. Some Welsh people on YouTube oh, wow. were like, this woman should never be, she's defuncting <laughs> the language. And it's like, I'm just a chick in Burbank. I tried. <laughs> so I just thought I would just have to. Oh, dude, like our yeah. listeners here in Monica and I, mostly me, like fuck stuff up all the time. Like I think they're kind of used to it by now. Um, I think so too. The point, the point yeah. is, is that it's a beautiful way to it really heal. Is. Yeah. So it's, it's a ho'oponopono is at least what we're calling it right now. And so correct me later. Um, and what the actual term is, is I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, which I think is amazing and it captures all of these really important and hard to say things that you need to say not only to other people, whether it's in meditation, to their face, in your head, but also there's something that you need to tell yourself. Mm-hmm. And you should, like, what what day should we be doing this? Because this is something we should be waking up and saying this shit to ourselves I th- every I, morning. I think that the best days to do this are on the 3rd. And February 3rd and February 10th. So you know what? We're just going to like do it just all the way through. From February 3rd through February 10th. When you wake up in the morning and you're in the bathroom and everything and you're groggy. Like take a second and say this to yourself. Look at your, look at your reflection. Look at yourself in the eyes and say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And it sounds silly, but it's, it's really powerful to say that. And it really does some amazing stuff. And I think another reason why working on this healing is important is, you know, we're coming up to a to a, a big, uh, m- uh, mundane, calendar-driven Holiday. day that people are, like, always hot to trot. Valentine's, Valentine's day. day. Now, the thing about Valentine's Day is that, you know, everybody, you know, most people want that kind of perfect, loving relationship you are never going to get a perfect loving relationship if you have tra- unhealed trauma. Mm-hmm. Because that unhealed trauma will infect and get in the way of um, ease. It will get in the way of easy relationships. So working on forgiveness and working on healing trauma is absolutely the best thing that you can do to try to bring that kind of love into your life. Don't, yes. don't you think that's a f- a fair way of putting that yes absolutely and i also think like when you do because we all know that like it takes sometimes it takes fucking years to work through whatever trauma you have but um when you get the right partner and they they see your trauma and they understand it they help you work through it you know and so that's something to remember is that you know if you're with somebody or you want to be with someone and they kind of like point out where where your your scar tissue so to speak is and they kind of say, I can't be with you because of this, then they're just not the right person. Because the right person will be like, hey, here's your scar tissue. I see what caused it. Like, I want to help help you heal it. I want to help you learn how to, like, live with it and, and love it and function, you know? So that's another thing to really, to really think about. Because at the end of the day, we all have trauma. Even if you think that you grew up in, like, a fucking leave it to beaver family, like, there's trauma somewhere. You know, and it may not be family. It may be something completely unrelated, but it's stuff that we all, as humans, it's part of our responsibility to our own health and our own happiness to work through it. I think that's absolutely brilliant because if somebody wants to leave you because of your trauma, they absolutely are not the right person. It's hard. It's hard when you really like somebody and they're leaving and you're like, but 
this happened yeah. when I was a kid. Like, it's really yeah. hard to go through that, but, like, put put that strength, that strong, like, somebody who wants to help you heal, somebody who wants you to be whole is right around the corner. It, yes. It, absolutely. Absolutely. And if these people want to leave because you're Good a little riddance. damaged or because we're all a little damaged, you know what? Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Good riddance. Fuck Yep. What did I say? Well, what I want to say about Valentine's Day is that the day before might be a little funny. If you are making Valentine's Day plans, the day before, there's a lot of kind of, um, not flying that day. So I'm like, oh, is it going to be like one of those bitchy airport people days? You're going to be prepared for it. There's just like the moon, the moon is not an easy, um, aspects with Pluto, Saturn, or Uranus. Okay. So all that means is that you know people could be moody. People could be people could be in a bad mood that day. You know if you're making plans, they may not they they you know people's bad mood will be like, well just forget making plans or ah. somebody at the airport. What do you mean the flight's late? It yeah. has nothing to do with you and listeners because the day of Valentine's Day is actually quite lovely. You know there's there's a lot the day of Valentine's Day is very is going to have a lot more easy energy than the day before. And so I just I just wanted to verbally put that out there that if the day before Valentine's Day is chunky, don't let it ruin your plans. Got you. Okay. Like it. Now that's a pretty big weekend because we've got a long weekend in the United States that weekend. We've got uh, Valentine's Day is on a Friday. On Saturday, we've got the third quarter of the moon. We've got Shauna's birthday, the most important holiday of the month, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have a birthday of one of our high priestesses, so revere and bow down to her. Yes, yeah, send me cute puppy pictures. Yes. I want to see all the pugs. Oh. That sounds good. Um, and then, you know, it's a long weekend. And then, then we come to Sunday the 16th. And that day, first, we have Mars going to Capricorn. Now Mars in Capricorn is actually a really good energy because Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So any kind of, you know, vitality is going to be happening. Any kind of, uh, you know, passion and, and, you know, having that kind of get up and go is going to be at a really easy energy. The only thing about that day is that that's the day Mercury goes retrograde. And the moon is not at an easy aspect to Mercury that day. So on the 16th, you know what? If you're traveling, great. Like, lay around, have fun. Do you have, like, crazy plans on Sunday? I haven't actually. Like, I know what I'm going to do, but I don't know when I'm doing things. So I have fun. Day I mean, to, like, chill. That might be, like, I'm going to Hawaii. So that might just be my snowball day where I go, like, snowball and, like, Oh, my God. Fish. Go, like. Say hi to a turtle for yeah, me. Yeah, drink on a beach. Like, that's yeah, fun, that's yeah. that's perfect I'll for this. I'll take a selfie with me and the turtle and send it to y'all. That would be a win. We'll both be like, what's up? Because <laughs> Taddy Taddy loves turtles. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's Taddy loves turtles. Good to know. Um, so I, you know, just you know, that that's it's a holiday weekend, and that Sunday they're just January had a lot going on planetarily and astrologically. February not as much except for on the 16th. There's just, there's there's a lot of movement and a lot of things happening on the 16th. That, okay. That's all Daddy the Astrologer is saying. Because, you know, President's Day is on the 17th. 
you know, some some people get that off on that Monday, and some people don't. It's not right. like a, it's not like a regular. It's a banking holiday, but not everybody gets that holiday off. Yeah. Um, and then lo and behold, on the 18th, the sun moves from Aquarius into Pisces. So we'll have the sun in that beautiful artsy, that beautiful dreamy, and that beautiful, you know, the things that that aren't totally clear and seen Mm -hmm. um happening and you know i'm a virgo my moon's in pisces so i love pisces so i'm just saying the sun goes into pisces and it's uh you know it's it's a shift from aquarius yeah all right and pretty quick what we have one void day the month of february there's a couple days where the moon is void for a little while but it doesn't warrant a whole day on the Saturday, the 22nd, the moon is void the whole day. So that's a good Saturday to rest. It's not a good day to be overplanned. And then it's also the the dark moon because the very next day on the 23rd is when we have our new moon, 7.32 a.m., 4 degrees Pisces. And uh, pretty quick, uh, we end the month. The one thing about this February in the United States is that well, I mean, everywhere, actually. is a leap. It's a leap year. Mm-hmm. So we have an extra day in February. And this year on uh, February 29th, you know, it, it, it's a mundane day. I mean, that you know, witches don't plan calendars. But the planets, the moon is at a really cool aspect to Neptune. And the moon is also at a cool aspect to Jupiter. So this, this is a day to have fun and I mean do something artsy any you know Neptune is art and Neptune is spirituality Neptune is you know things that are not seen and Jupiter is fun and jovial so you know that Saturday I mean I I plan on going to listen to some music and having fun because it's it's an extra day to do something joyful and um, visionary instead of you know the the humdrum of a regular day that's how I'm looking at that day. I'm gonna look at it as it's the extra day of my birthday. Correct. It's an extra. It's an extra that's day of your great. birthday. It's actually I have um I have friends. I have actually Ricky's friends, Anthony and Myra. That's their anniversary. Oh wow. Is leap year day. So that's cool. Even though know, they've been together forever, it's probably like what officially like what two two anniversaries yeah. or something. Yeah. That's so crazy. That, I think that's kind of like a cool a cool day for stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So especially I with cool. especially with the energy on that day. Yeah. Yeah, I for like sure. that. So that's kind of it for the month. I'll just reiterate that for the ma- the moon magic days, we have February 1st is the first quarter at 5.42 p.m. at 12 Taurus. On the 8th, which is also a Saturday, we have the full moon at 11.33 p.m. So that'll be a great night to do a working for a full moon. And that's at 20 Leo. On the Saturday, another Saturday, the 15th, we have the third quarter at 2.17 p.m., and that's at 26 Scorpio. And then Sunday, the 23rd, we have the new moon at 4 degrees Pisces at 7.32 a.m. Awesome. I like it. I have a question for you. Okie dokie. This was actually submitted a couple months ago from a listener. Um, I have her name and Instagram buried in my home somewhere. But she actually wanted to, so she, she's a March baby, so she's gonna, her birthday is going to be on the supermoon in March. So she wants to know, 
what makes the super moon super? And and does it make the energy super? Does it make the magic that you do that day super? And all the super things with the super moon. Got it. Well, thanks for your patience. Um, super moon march baby ask question asker thanks for your patience i was looking forward to ask answering this last month so here's the thing a super moon the reason why it's super is we're going back to the science part of the planets and orbits when a moon is a super moon it's either a new moon or a full moon and it has to do with how close the moon is to earth and it's called perigee which perigee has to do with it being between the moon is close to the earth. Sidgwy, S-Y-Z-G-Y. Again, another word for the month. S, it look, to me that looks Welsh. S-Y-Z-G-Y. And that has Send to, us your voice clips. We need to know yeah. how you pronounce this. Anyway, yeah. The point is, is that a super moon is a perigee and it just means that the moon is closer to the earth. It sounds exciting and enticing. It's not as as special as you would think. It can happen anywhere from four to six times a year. Mm-hmm. It's not like an eclipse. Like an eclipse is a new moon, is a solar eclipse. A lunar eclipse is a full moon. And those are new moons and solar moons on crack. Mm-hmm. A super moon might give it a little more energy because it's closer. But it looks pretty. It looks, it looks prettier. And that's what's funny about a supermoon is that it literally was given its name from an astrologer. And I'm about to tell you his name. His name is Noel, I think. His name is Richard Noel came up with this. And check this out. He came up with this after the movie Superman came out in like 1978. Oh, huh. so this is like a new thing. It's, it's not even like an old school. Well, like it's it, it's always there's always been perigee, but yeah. it's somebody finally gave it a name because in that movie Superman, the moon was so big. He was like, "Hey, let's give it a super moon name, like Superman moon." Wow. Oh my god, what a stoner like fucking so, like. But, he, but, but I give I give Richard Nolan some some some. Credit. Real credit because yeah. he is the second astrologer in like hundreds of years. The only other astrologer is Kepler. Kepler mm-hmm. is a big astrologer. He has software. People use Kepler astrology software all the time. That the scientific community took the word and use it. Usually, a lot of the scientific community don't take astrological words and use them, but they've taken this in. Now, again, it's it's cool. That the moon is closer, you know, technically, hey, the moon's closer, we got some more intensity, some more energy. Um, the other thing that is absolutely a certainty about supermoons is that there tends to be more intense weather. There tends to be really intense weather, there tends to be earthquakes, and there tends to be like volcanic eruptions. Mm. Because we just the, had an earthquake the other night, we did, and that mm-hmm. scared the shit out of me because. The earth made noise, okay, and all all of my pictures were like, Daniel Ash was like, hey. <laughs> I, I didn't feel it. I heard it. The noise woke me up. I was still awake, and it I, I was then up for hours, because it, 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 it was a jolter. It wasn't a roller. See, yeah. I didn't feel it. No, it, it was yeah. jolt, It was like a really big like shove, and then that was it. Mm. Um, so just so you know, uh, yeah. there are absolutely... 
there's it's there's scientific proof that during solar eclipses there are more earthquakes. Really, and so you, and you said during supermoons as well. There can be there can, there be. can be more intense Do we weather. Have a supermoon yes. in February. Yeah, the, the full moon. moon. The full moon. The full which moon. Which is the eighth, eighth, ninth, sixteenth. No, 16th. no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say You're so much. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. You know what? We're okay. just. We have to remember, guys, this is wine spirits and witches, meaning yes. that there is drinking of wine and spirits. And some of the Ir- the Irish astrologer might be having whiskey. You know <laughs> Maybe. What? We didn't even talk about our drinks. Like, we talked about our Strega. Um, Monica, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking Strega and Miller. <laughs> Your Miller highlight. There you go. I love you know my what? Miller. You're kidding me? I love my Miller. You were drinking, like, a MG. No, it was a Miller highlight 40. And so many people have commented on that, that they just fucking love that you drink 40s. Tonight is just like a regular little 12-ounce I like this bottle one. Of it. She's not feeling very gangster tonight. It's a regular bottle, but it's not a 40. Right, right. But right. we'll have to make sure she's got a 40 for the next time. Yes. Yeah. We'll just, we'll go like buy some at the liquor store for okay. you, you know, we'll feel like gangsters. What are you drinking, Miss Caddy? Well, I, I have a predisposition to... Jack Daniels. All right. I had Jack Daniels in the womb. There it's mother's milk to me. And my mom and I have like to hang out and enjoy our Jack Daniels. I like it. So so I I'm it's like you know especially because I've had a lot of family time the past you know this already this year I'm 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 happy to shout that out. There you go. I love that. Ricky is a big Jack Daniels drinker too. He's actually drinking Jack with you right now while he's. I not love to attention. share. And staring at his phone. Hi, Ricky. Hi. <laughs> anyway, but um, you know what? I, I hate whiskey. Whoa. I hate it. And I try Whoa. so hard. And so. I don't like it either. But you know what? I'm like a fucking dog with like a lemon wedge or something because we'll always get all these new whiskeys in the house because my roommate drinks whiskey too. And Ricky and him will be like, oh, this one is so smooth. Oh, it's so smoky and sweet. And all, all this shit, right? All these, like, fancy, delectable words. I'll be like, do you want to try it, Tana? No, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. Dur, dur, dur. And then, like, it is disgusting every time. I don't know why I fall for it every time. Now it's, like, their joke because they know. They're like, oh, we're going to hand it to her and tell her it's smooth. And her dumbass is going to try it. And then I make a Monica face. I'll see that. Yeah, okay. I do that. I, I make noises and everything. Okay, like, okay. It's just, it's Whiskey that yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. I, I literally, now, the Irish, whiskey is fire water. Whiskey is ishkabaha. It is the healing waters of life. Mm-hmm. And in, it for me, like, there's nothing Ty's like it. Like, you nothing like it. don't like whiskey, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, it just means more for me when yeah. I come over. There you go. Exactly. There you exactly. go. I'm drinking my White Claws tonight. Ooh, those White Claws are good. Right? Mm. Did I get you drinking them? You did. Oh, see. Mm. I tried it at Samhain, and I'm like, because I, you know, I'm one of those gluten people, and I got to watch my sugar, and it's mm-hmm. unbelievable to have, you know, I literally only have whiskey to drink, because I don't drink beer. I can't, cider is so sweet. Yes, I, I can't drink sweet. beer. Like, well, I'm not going to drink a gluten-free beer. That's just like, yeah. I just, you know, there, there, there are, there are, there are no carbs in hard alcohol, which a lot of people will try to argue this, but 
alcohol is poison. It's not carb. Like especially, <laughs> especially like like hard alcohol. Yeah. But beer and wine, there are carbs, right. and yes. you know I gotta watch my my cyber pancreas, you know here. Yeah. But those white claws are. Good, right? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I think Ricky actually got me drinking them. So yay, yay. We actually kind of started drinking them right around the time that the podcast was born. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's it was like perfect. Right around, so it, was, it was a newer thing, and I didn't realize how much I drink White Claws on this show until my friend Irina, that runs Divinatrix Coaching, mentioned it. She gave Monica and I um, coasters for Yule that say, like, one says, like, this wine is making me awesome, and I think another one says, like, wine is the answer. That's awesome. And she was like, I was really looking to see if I could find a White Claw one, and I'm like, okay, our show shouldn't be called Wine Spirits and Witches, we should be White Claw Spirits and Witches. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, I'm just saying that I think White Claw needs to, like, sponsor us, so everyone listening, you need to, like, go and tag White Claw and all of our shit, and be like, these witches, like really talk about you guys a lot and you're like the official drink of witchcraft can you imagine if like the owners of this are like christian and they just die and you're like, <laughs> no it's the devil's drink <laughs> it's wow. some good shit so this i is the uh, i one. think that they they like advertising anybody likes advertising that's true right so yeah so white claw is my go-to yep and we're, we're wrapping up the ass on january and i gotta say like i feel like this has been the longest month ever mm. And I've just had a severe case of the I don't wanna's yeah. all month long. And so like I was I was texting Taddy about coming over tonight and everything, what time and she's like, Hey, I have white claws and I'm like, It's been a long ass day. I don't know if you have enough white claws to handle <laughs> yeah. me. So I just picked up my own. Mm. Before we wrap up, we do have a question that um, we're gonna answer. This question actually came to me like right as I was getting ready to head over here. So some of you guys may have heard like a question or two from Connor before. He's written to us a couple times, and he's the one whose mom is a fucking badass and is like taking him to take a tarot class and stuff like that. So he wrote to me as I was heading over, and he needs his magical aunties right now. Yes, so I am honored and and I am ready to be a magical auntie. You're a fucking magical auntie. So this is from Connor. It says thanks for answering my questions on the podcast. I have another one though. I recently told my best friend that I was practicing witchcraft after after debating about telling her for a while. Now she won't talk to me and won't even drink from the same fountain at school as me. She keeps telling me that what I'm doing is devil's work and when I tell her I don't even believe in the devil, she tells me that that's what he wants me to do, the devil. Like wants you to like believe that the devil isn't real. I have texted her multiple times explaining what witchcraft is and how it's not bad, yet she still won't talk to me. Every time she's around me, she won't look at me. I've supported her in all of her decisions that she's made, even if I don't like them. All I'm asking is for her to support me. I don't know what to do or how I can convince her that being a witch does not change who I am. So, that's fucking rough, and I just want to say that that's that's a really like tough place to be. Uh, especially when you're younger, especially when you're in school. I was I was a, a, a witch when I was that age. Uh, not by any means. I think I think Connor honestly like fucking is like a hardcore witch for being 14 compared to where I was. Like I think you're a lot more educated already than I was. But I also just like really fit that witch aesthetic and persona, you know, with like the funky colored hair and like the dark clothes and stuff. So I, I got picked on a lot. I remember the football team like threw rosaries at me once. Um some girl like that I'd never even met before 
had me called into the counselor's office because she said that, like, I cursed her and I didn't even know who she was. I had this other guy that was in, like, my home ec class. Every time I'd walk past him, he'd say, God bless you. And for the longest time, I was really confused. So I'm like, I didn't fucking sneeze. Like, why did you say that? And then I realized, like, he was just being an asshole. So I dealt with a lot of things like that, but never from a best friend. So I want to first just acknowledge that that sucks. And I want to tell you to keep your chin up. You keep your chin up and you stay strong and proud of who you are because witchcraft is not the devil's work. A lot of witches, including yourself, including me, I don't even believe in the devil and that's not what it's about. Um, but it doesn't mean that everyone is, is going to understand what that means, especially when you're younger, is the first thing that I want to say. So I would be very selective of who I tell, which it seems like you are. Um, and I, I guess I would say not to make, like, not to stress you out, but I would kind of assume that she would maybe tell other people. That's what I would kind of anticipate. Like, how, how would you guys deal with that and counter that? Well, first of all, what I want to t say to you is I know that was your best friend and you want to be accepted by her, and I understand that, but in the future, keep your mouth shut to other people because they will judge you, unfortunately. So you keep it under wraps until you're old enough to, like, spread your wings and fly, basically, so you don't have to go through that bullshit at school. But what I would do is I would do one more reach out to her in text form and just ask her the question that did she love you before she found out that you were a witch? And if she says yes, tell her I'm still the same person. That's what you got to say. Make that statement. I'm still me. Still me. You liked me before. Now I told you this. Now you don't like me. This is who I am. Reach out one more time. No response. Then you need to like put her in the back burner for now until she's mature enough to accept who you are and support you. That's my advice. Yeah, Connor, I, I'm just, I'm so sad because it's so hard to have a best friend and have something yes. like this come up. And it, it makes me sad to hear this. I mean, you know, I, I, I agree with Auntie Monica, like trying to let her know one more time that, you know, you're the same person. But I, I think that as hard as it is, you know, if that, you know, she, she doesn't respond to you, um, the quicker you can just let it go and move on. And perhaps there are people, you know, yes, there's you a will lot, find people. you're gonna, you're, you, yep. you know, I know it's like, you know, I'm not trying to come at you like this wise, sage, old witch, but there, there's going to be other people that are, that you're going to click with and that you will be able to be more yourself with mm -hmm. and it you you can't force these kinds of things um i also just have a feeling that when your friend goes to college drops some ecstasy makes out with a chick she's gonna realize that maybe there's something witchy in her too just saying <laughs> just saying anything's possible so down the road, you guys, you know, could reconnect, and that's that's something that also happens. Like, you know, when you're when you are in high school, you'll you'll have these really close relationships, and you kind of the ebb and flow goes far away, and then you reconnect when you're older, and you can have a good laugh about it, mm -hmm. um, and just know that you know that your your auntie witches, we support you. The other thing I wanted to say is is think about how lucky you are that your mom. Is on your side. Is on your side. Absolutely. Your mom brings you to tarot classes. What's probably happening is that your friend's parents go to church every week. Yeah. So she's kind of in this nuclear, this this tight bubble of going to church with her family, and so she's kind of doing what she knows, 
and it doesn't mean it's forever, yeah. and it doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, like, Taddy and Monica make really great points, and you, I, I will say, because I, I'm really lucky that I have two friends that I have had since, since middle school, like, I've known these two since I was 11, and that's a really big deal, and I... I go in, like, ebbs and flows of how often I talk to them. One of them, like, she's a really good friend of mine, and anytime I ever actually need her, I know, like, I can just call her and she's got my back and vice versa. We don't talk every day. The other one is is my cousin, so I do talk to her a lot, you know, but we've even had our own ebb and flows because you get busy and life changes and everyone changes and we go through these, like, fluctuations. But you know what? Like, keep your chin up. Take the higher ground. If she doesn't want to talk to you and she wants to try and sever this friendship for now okay because you know what you don't know where she's going to be in a couple years when she has her own spiritual epiphany maybe and all of a sudden she's practicing wicca and she's like hey i was an asshole i'm sorry now i have questions like we just don't know what the future holds with that because people are allowed to change their minds you know so it doesn't make it any easier but know that you do have a whole community backing you i totally encourage you to find these tarot classes in your area find your your witchy food community in your area because that'll be really good and just know that you have all three of us here on the west coast here in los angeles and we love you and we are your anti-witches and we don't let anyone fuck with our coven and you are an honorary strega to us yay and just remember birds of a feather flock together you will find your crowd yes promise you you absolutely will it gets it gets so much easier. It really does. As you get older, you know, you, you find the other people that are that are similar, that are like-minded. It gets so much easier to find, like, your crew. It just, it takes a while. Yeah. It does. It but does, but you there. will. Yep. You'll see. Hell yeah, you will. Yeah. Who is, um... Who My shout-out. Shout out, I'm going to shout-out to Titsi and Beth, because they were our faithful listeners. All right. So, hello there, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey. Yeah. I am shouting out to the bestest sister in the world, Kimmy Dawn. Yeah, Kimmy. Hey, Kixie. Yes. Hey, uh, I've had a lot of family stuff going on, and how blessed am I to have the best sister in the world? And she makes the best edibles in the world as well. And I help her. Yay. Yeah. We tell you guys that all the time. You guys better be going and following her on yes. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Green Magic Delights. Love you, Casey. Kim. We love you. Who's your shout-out, Sean? My shout-out. You know, I have two shout-outs for okay. today. First off, I'm shouting out Connor. Because fuck yeah. you, go Connor. Yeah, you go, go Connor. Connor. Go you Connor. go. Go, go, go. Woo. <laughs> my other shout-out is to one of my, my best friends. Um, I haven't known him since I was 11. However, I have known him since I was a teensy wee baby witch. And Wicca 101, we took that together, um, to my friend Robert. Hey, Robert. Robert. Love you. I call him Bug, um, because he is my love bug. That's what I call him. I call him Bug, and I always tell him that one day uh, when I have kids, they're all going to call him Auntie Robert. And he has recently started listening to the podcast, and he loves it and, like, listens to it all the time and texts me, and he'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you and fucking Monica said blah, 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 and he thinks it's so funny. I'm like, oh, we did? When did we say that? Because I don't remember. <laughs> we love you, Robert. Yes. We love you, bitch. Can I, you. can I say something amazing about Robert? Yes. Sure. Because it's, it's comedy. My nieces, I can't remember if it was Bella or Paulina, they they had those kind of platform shoes, <laughs> yeah. and they moved away, and Kim, the sister I shouted out to, said, give Robert 
the shoes. Yeah. Which the shoes lived in my car for like six months, and then finally my niece's shoes went to Robert for when he needs to wear crazy shoes. stilettos or you know platforms. What? I think those were the ones he wore at the Grand Witch's Ball. Those are the ones he yeah. wore at the Grand Witch's Ball. Robert was one of our house elves, so all of our VIP guests got house elf treatment at the Grand Witch's Ball, which, stay tuned, there will be another one this year. We're working on it. Um, but he was one of our house elves, and so he would, like was covered in glitter and was the most fucking fabulous-looking elf I've ever seen, and he was wearing these, like, insane fucking heels, and I told him, like, you're crazy if you think you're gonna wear those all night, like, you're gonna have to run around and do all this shit, and you think you're gonna wear those? He's like, I'm fine, and then it, like, broke, and boom, he was oh, down. No. And then he was, like, this glamorous, sparkling elf, and, like, I think Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. Whatever yeah, works. Whatever works. He got it fucking done, and he still was sassy as fuck the whole there time. There you go. So thank you guys for listening, for chiming in, for giving us your questions. Thank you for reaching out to us when you guys really need some like good witchy advice and uh, allowing us to be that support system for you all over the country and all over the world. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for being amazing and being our next generation of witches it's so important it's so important that we carry out our traditions and the connection you know yes and Taddy thank you for thank always you, giving us awesome insight and on that note marry me marry part and, and marry, marry me again, again.